Trevor, we're clear. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of The Florida Project, the podcast where Disney fans celebrate Walt Disney World. If you like Disney and you like podcasts, you'll probably like The Florida Project. My name is Will. Across from me is Jason. Hello. And as always, next to both of us is Michael. Right in the middle. That's true. Mike in the middle. I'm the rose between two thorns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not nice. You sure are. Or I'm the thorn between two roses. No, nah, you're the ask. rose between two thorns. <laughs> well, Come on, just, Will. <laughs> I, it may not be nice, but it's accurate. Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, so we had a cliffhanger on last week's episode. I don't know if you remember. I don't. But the Atlanta Braves did win the World Series uh, since we last recorded. So everyone, the Atlanta sports curse has been lifted. We're all okay now. It's over. So thanks for that. And um, thanks for letting me get some sleep finally this past week. Yeah. It was nice. Yep. And to celebrate on Friday, November 12th, we're buying everybody a round of beers. Just send in your receipts. Nope. Meet us at the bar and we'll do it. And send in your receipts, but it has to be before midnight on Friday the 12th. If somebody has that bug in the house, I mean, it's... Uh, it's true. Yeah. So, if you'd like to support the show, get access to some awesome bonus content, get some cool real-world stuff, and even chat with us when you're bored at work, become one of our Patreon saints at patreon.com slash Podcast. Each week on TFP Extra, Extra, we keep the podcast train rolling with more zany fun, the airing of grievances, and a topic that may or may not be Disney-related. If you're a fan of the nonsense parts of the Florida Project, you'll love TFP Extra. Extra. In addition to TFP Extra, our Patreon saints get access to our ongoing Disney Classic series where we discuss each of Disney's animated classic films. We just released our episode on the first animated classic film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it is available now. Woohoo! Yeah, and if you want to hear a tease, here you go. Oh, yeah, did you guys have anything else to say? Tarnation! my friends will go. She's not good. That's surprisingly accurate. <laughs> but the prince is worse. Beautiful. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. It was fantastic. Patrons who contribute just $5 get the additional shows and an invite to the TFP Slack channel. There you can chat with us, participate in watch-alongs, and engage in fun, freewheeling discussions. It's like a nonstop episode of TFP Extra. Extra. Additional levels and rewards are all on the Patreon site, so go sign up at patreon.com slash Podcast today and get more of the Florida Project. In this episode, we'll discuss some nonsense and small topics. Michael will give us the latest news. I will take us on a trip down Main Tweet USA, and then we'll answer 10 questions about the latest film in the MCU, Eternals, not The Eternals, like I wrote. So Michael corrected me, guys. All of that and much more is coming up on this week's episode of The Florida Project. It's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small Small topics. All right, small topics. Today is Disney Plus Day. If you were in charge of greenlighting TV shows at Disney Plus, what would you like to see get made? 
I don't know. They announced a lot of stuff that I'm interested in already. I want to see alternate history Captain America with uh, like in the new timeline, Cap and Peggy. Oh yeah, that'd uh, be fantastic. Like doing think, their thing in the in the fifties and sixties. I think that's too good for us. We'll never get it. <laughs> the world isn't in a nice enough place. I would like to see a gritty remake of Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> gritty slash Swiss. Lost. Do they get like eaten by? If they're not careful, the some of the family members. Swiss knife gone. family Robinson. Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Um, apropos to this episode, I would like an Eternals anthology series. It takes hmm. place at different time uh, periods throughout history. Oh yeah. Got seven thousand years to play around with. Mm-hmm. That's way more than uh, Peggy and Steve. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you were in a pie eating contest, what <laughs> flavor of pie do you think would maximize your odds of winning? Uh, like chocolate pie. Oh, like the which is basically like, like a mousse. Yeah, it's mousse and whipped cream and a lot of air in there though. Yeah, but it's not a lot of filling. You yeah. know, like an apple pie, you got a lot of a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, you got a top crust on an apple pie, too. Yeah, it's true. You want one without a top crust. You want one with a lot of the whipped cream, because I think it'll do it. And I was also thinking key lime, but that's too tart. No, you You can't can't eat all that. You can't quickly eat it. You can eat a lot of that, like the chocolate pudding, like whatever it is, like filling. That's what I'm going with. Michael? Uh, Pizza pie? A pizza pie. It's really thin. Yeah, that's true. Not necessarily. What if if they serve you a Chicago? (laughs) Well... All right, a New York pizza pie. There you go. Okay, <laughs> but that would be too big. You want like a like? Well, a, I mean, it doesn't matter. A blaze pizza it's, size. Pizza. Sure. Yeah, but it's a competition, so it's it's as much as you can eat more than the next person. So it yeah, doesn't matter. That's really. true. I guess it would just be volume. Yeah, you got to think in volume these days. You think you just weigh people before and then after, and whoever ate the that most seems fair. pounds. That absolutely seems fair to me. I mean, how else would you do it? I mean, you by see number a, of pies, by number of pies, yeah. If all uh, things are equal, well, yeah. you should probably do that because I don't know. Is the weight accurate? You don't know what happens to your metabolism when you're eating that much food. That's true. Some people like, but it still goes in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but depends on how long the competition is. Michael's saying this thing's going for days. <laughs> it could be converted into Steam. gas or liquid, and mm. some things are heavier than others. Oh, that's true. there was a guy who, um, back in olden times. They were trying to figure out like what happened, how you lost weight or something like that, or, or what happens to weight uh, when you lose it. And so what he did was he set up like a room in a um, on a scale and just weighed himself all the time and like all of his waist and such. And the some of the parts did not equal the amount of weight that he lost. Mm. Some of it goes into like heat energy they also say like when you die like you lose like what eight ounces or something and that's the weight of your soul yeah mm. well, that's got this turned into something yep um i would go with hoosier pie for what's uh, a hoosier pie I, well first of all i just learned what a hoosier pie is but apparently it's a big midwestern thing it's like a custard pie but huh. vanilla custard instead of chocolate custard so same reasoning as well yeah yeah I'd go for that. Yeah. Sounds delicious. All right. And finally, one's got to go. Thanksgiving edition. One's got to go. Turkey, ham, or all side dishes. 
ham, turkey. For Thanksgiving? Yeah. Just a day? Yeah. Ham, 100%. Yeah. Not me. No, you're you're <laughs> incorrect on that one. Get out of here. But it's the one day of turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one too many if you ask me. <laughs> no, no. That, no. No. I just can't get on board with that. All right. One's got to go. Pecan pie, apple pie, or cherry pie? Cherry. Cherry. Apple. <gasps> For Thanksgiving. No, you didn't say that. Yeah, that's all pie. Yeah, apple. Because <gasps> I have an apple every day, so I don't need an Americana, pie. Michael. But so is pecan pie. Not really. It's better. It is. Nah, no. <laughs> Apple pie is better than pecan pie. No. Disagree. Cherry <laughs> pie is the best. No. Uh, and then finally, one's got to go dressing, green bean casserole, or mac and cheese. Green bean casserole. We ne- That was never a thing in my house. Uh, I had this conversation with official friend of the show, Tyler, last weekend. I mean, we there was discussion of Thanksgiving. So what would your third thing be uh, in that one? I guess like. Uh, there's always mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, like, mashed potatoes. Yeah. So put that in, and then I'd go with mashed potatoes. And I'd get rid of those. Yeah. Actually, no, I'd get rid of the mac and cheese. Yeah, mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I mac and cheese is an everyday dish, not a Thanksgiving yeah. dish. Yeah. So it's mashed potatoes, but you know, it's a different gravy, etc. Yeah. Yeah, I would go with mac and cheese also. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Get yeah, out of here, mac and cheese. Fair. If I if I don't have to put the green bean casserole because that wasn't a thing for us. Growing up, really, yeah. it's. I like fine. a good green bean casserole. My mom makes a good one. It's good, and I I prefer the one that's like cans and the yeah cans of beans With and the, the, the French onion thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you know, it's. I'm or maybe shocked. Not Dean's. We never did it. Yeah, I. I had all the ingredients to make it, and I don't think I ever did. Last year, we had a Christmas party canceled. I don't know if you recall. Um, last year. Mm. We were going to, I think it was here, and then there was sickness and whatnot somewhere. Anyway, I had all the ingredients, and I was going to make it for the first time ever. Oh. And then I just didn't do it. I threw away most of it. I ate the green beans. Yeah. Got rid of the cream. No, I ate something with a cream and mushroom. I never used those onion things. Just threw those away. Yeah. I should have just eat those right out of the thing. Yeah, I don't know. They were sitting there so long. I'm like, I'm not using these. (laughs) Right in the garbage. Put them on a salad or a Pokeball. I didn't do it. Okay, it's over. Let it go. Frenches. Yeah, that's what they are, Frenches. All right, and that is it for Small Topics. Thanks, Jason. Those are some great Small Topics. News. Here are four news items to discuss this week about Walt Disney World. Number one, Walt Disney Company's Q4 earnings went up, but are shy of expectations. Dun, dun, dun. So last week, Disney had their earnings call for the fourth quarter and the end of their fiscal year, which occurred on October 2nd, 2021. Revenues were up at $18.53 billion, but fell short of Wall Street's expectation of $18.79 billion. Oh, my God. How, how could they even go on? This is the first full quarter since the pandemic began that all of Disney parks around the world are open to guests, though some still with limits on capacity. Disney CFO Christine McCarthy said that attendance at Walt Disney World is up double digits compared to Q3, and that guest spending per cap is up 30% versus fiscal 2019. Well, I would hope so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She also commented that although international guests are now able to travel to Walt Disney World, the company does not expect to see a substantial recovery in international visits until the end of fiscal year 2022, which would be October 2022. Ah. 
It's been a lot of talk of fiscal years this week with like there the, really has yeah. the Marvel releases being delayed to mm-hmm. they did it by fiscal year and then the, I coincidentally there was a a conversation like the other day at like late in the day um at work about the questions about the fiscal year and yeah. I'm like don't, I don't know you're the accountant <laughs> you tell me well it's confusing sometimes because different companies have different fiscal years it's so. true yeah. yeah. One of the great things about Turner is when I first started managing there, it was a fiscal year, and then they moved the fiscal year to the calendar year. So they were both the same. That's how it should be. I always get confused. Yeah. Like my the thing for like work, well, I was just reporting on the last three months of numbers, right? Very boring stuff. And I didn't write the the recap from the board meeting, but I was being asked about it. I'm like, but that's not what I said. What I three months. Well, when was that? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's Q3 of 2021. Nobody well, knows. Um, whatever it is, a fiscal year, you just, you, you figure that out. Yeah. So Disney. Well, one of our listeners, Bob Chipek, the chief executive officer <gasps> of the Walt Disney Company, said, quote, This has been a very productive year for the Walt Disney Company, as we've made great strides in reopening our businesses while taking meaningful and innovative steps in direct-to-consumer and at our parks, particularly with our new Disney Genie and Magic Key offerings, end quote. That's the Disneyland pass? Yeah. Okay. He continued, quote, As we celebrate the two-year anniversary of Disney+, Plus, we're extremely pleased with the success of our streaming business with a 179 million total subscriptions across our DTC portfolio at the end of fiscal 2021 and 60% subscriber growth year-over-year for Disney+. Plus. We continue to manage our DTC business for the long term and are confident that our high-quality entertainment and expansion into additional markets worldwide will enable us to further grow our streaming platforms globally, end quote. Down to direct to consumer. Ah. <laughs> it, I, I just, I, I had the aha moment after Michael said it the second time. <laughs> Got it. Felt real smart. Every time I said it, I was thinking of TTC. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also spoke specifically about Genie Plus, saying the majority of Genie and Genie Plus users said it improved their overall park experience, with nearly one-third of park guests upgrading to Genie Plus. Small sample size so far, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hasn't been that long. Mm-mm. Right out of month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good. A third. That's what you want. Yeah. Keep the numbers down. So did you guys see the uh, the Diz Twitter kerfluffle over... Um, who is who did you say the parks person was? The Christine something McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. She was uh I think it was she was talking about yeah. um ways that they can sort of make up some of the deficits from whatever they're doing uh or like from expectations or whatever in the food arena and she said <clears throat> um you know we're not going to just raise prices. Like there are a lot of things that we can look at. We can look at, you know, suppliers and maybe even reducing portion size, which would be good for people's waistlines. And like it was clearly <laughs> yeah. a joke. And like the only thing you see is yeah. there soon you'll not have any food at Disney world. Single cheeseburgers <laughs> everywhere. Not double slider. Just a slider. One slider. 1895. Yeah. People are so quick to jump on everything. Well, that's what people think of it like in the colloquialisms. That's what they say it is already, you know? Yeah. Like so. Outrageous. Well, you know who doesn't need to watch their waistline? Santa Claus. I don't know about Ooh. that. He, it's a bowl full of jelly. He's well. portly. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, okay. Number two, visiting Santa Claus will now utilize our virtual queue. 
So according to WW Magic, Walt Disney World will be making use of the My Disney Experience virtual queue system to manage guests wishing to meet Santa this year at Disney Springs. Interesting. The virtual queue will open at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., and you must be physically at Disney Springs to join. Disney has used various virtual waitlists before for Santa at Disney Springs, but relied on text message-based systems and not the advanced system that is built into My Disney Experience. This will be the same system that has powered the virtual queue at Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and currently for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot. Guests at Disney Springs will be able to meet Santa Claus for a photo opportunity at Once Upon a Toy at the Marketplace. November 12th through December 14th from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and December 15th to December 24th from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. And this is a departure from previous years where Santa has met guests in his chalet. Well, well. That is neat. Times are tough for Santa. And I think he's still socially distant. Yeah, I I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. If Mickey Mouse is socially distant, then Santa Claus should be. I don't... I think maybe the the mass characterization, you know, at this point, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I know what you're saying. Mickey Mouse has a giant head. Yeah. There is... He's just breathing his own filth. Yeah. Santa... That's an old man. Probably with some... Maybe. Magical. Magical. Yeah. Lives forever. Portly. (laughs) Magical high risk. (laughs) Number three, Disney announces more entertainment for the 2021 Festival of the Holidays. I always forget this happens every year. Soon. Well, over at Epcot, Disney has announced some more information about the upcoming 2021 Festival of the Holidays, including the return of Joyful, a celebration of the season, which returns for 2021 beginning November 26, 2021. 2021. If it's the same as previous years, Joyful, a celebration of the season, is a Christmas musical act put on a few times per day by a Central Florida group called Divine Voices. Live instruments and powerful voices put a unique spin on holiday favorites. And it was previously held in World Showplace, but will now take place on Showplace Plaza stage. Where's what's that? That's the one like right in front of World Showcase, okay. like at the front of the park. What's Where World Showplace? The... World Showplace is the room of requirement. Got it. Oh, okay. Is it? Isn't it? Huh. I thought it was. I, I don't know. I don't. I I never knew that. I don't think. I believe that's true, but listeners, you can correct. I believe you. Me, if I'm wrong. Don't correct Michael if he's wrong. No, I want to know if I'm wrong. I believe him. Just be nice about it. <laughs> believe. I believe everything you say, Michael. I don't want to be canceled over believe. that. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's Christmas coming up. Believe. In what? Michael. Ah, I already do. Don't yeah. even need Christmas. Oh, thanks, guys. Also, more celebrity narrators have been announced for the Candlelight Processional. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we have Auli Cravalos. Yes. <laughs> starting on November 26th through the 28th, followed by Cheetah Rivera, Jody Benson, Alton Fitzgerald White, Bart Millard, Lisa Ling, Andy Garcia, Anna Gasteyer, Courtney B. Vance, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Blair Underwood, and ending with Pat Sajak on December 29th and 30th. Huh. Our big finale is Pat Sajak. <laughs> I mean, he's the man who will not age. I'll tell you that right now. He no MPH. Like, hey, where's MPH? So or Whoopi? Not listed so I far. I don't know who <laughs> some of these people are. Cheetah Rivera? I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is, but I've heard the name before. Oh. Alton Fitzgerald White. Is that Alton Brown's brother? No, he was the genie, I believe, in the Broadway Aladdin. Okay. Bart Millard, which uh, is a funny name. I don't know. Cheetah Rivera is an American actress, singer, and dancer best known for originating roles in Broadway musicals, including Anita in West Side Story. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Will, how do you not know? <laughs> what about Bart Millard? Uh, let's see. The rest of them I knew. 
but I didn't know Bart Millard or Cheetah Rivera or Alton Fitzgerald White. Um, what happened to uh, Edward James Olmos? He used to do it too. He's the leader of the band Mercy Me. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is everyone or just the people so far. Okay. Because the other ones didn't have dates, just the first, oh, the beginning ones and the end ones. <laughs> At least where I was reading. Singles week. <laughs> is Vanna not coming with Pat Sajak? <laughs> uh, she wasn't listed. Is in... she still on the show? Does anybody watch Wheel of Fortune? I only watch that when it's at Walt Disney World. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's still on the show. Oh, did you know um, on one of the things on Disney Plus today that we'll talk about next week or whatever, they now have a new Disney Parks collection on Disney Plus. Oh, good. And oh, so they've cool. put together the sitcom episodes that they have on there at Walt Disney World, including other stuff like that. Oh, that's fun. And all the like, behind scenes you know, stuff, like Imagineering and all that. But yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Something that'll get overlooked, but that's a nice little thing. Yeah, there were some, there used to be some like, Learning channel shows that would do Disney stuff. They mm-hmm. should get those and put them on there. Yeah. That's where I learned. Disney Cruise, things like that. Yeah, they did the one about Expedition Everest that time. And that's where I learned that they, they can't fix the Yeti. It's, it won't fit. They, they built the mountain around it. They can fix it. They can fix it. With magic. If they believe. Believe. It's Christmas. Believe you can believe fix the Believe in that as much as we believe in Michael. Everything's a circus. And speaking of circus. <laughs> sure. Cirque du Soleil prepared to debut their new Disney show, Drawn to Life. So this week on November 18th, Cirque du Soleil's new show, Drawn to Life, will finally open, previously being scheduled to open right as the pandemic started. During the 19th month downtime, Cirque du Soleil and Disney took the opportunity to evolve the show even further (laughs) by adding two new acts to the original lineup that was just days away from its March 2020 debut. I don't think I remember that, that it was that close. Yeah, We We had tickets Did you? Yeah, we were going to go You did too. Oh, I did? Yeah. Well, this show replaces the long-running La Nuba, and in preparation, the Cirque du Soleil store has reopened at Disney Springs. Here you can get your Cirque merchandise specific to the new show. I like the name of it. It's really cool. Drawn to Life? Yeah, Yeah. and the concept. Coinciding with Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, Cirque du Soleil's 50th production, Drawn to Life, celebrates Disney's legacy in the art of animation, from the earliest pencil sketches to the spectacles of today. It marks the first-ever theatrical collaboration of three creative icons, Cirque du Soleil, Walt Disney Animation Studios, and Walt Disney Imagineering. Hmm. Years in the making, the show resulted from extensive visits Cirque du Soleil team made to Disney theme parks, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Walt Disney Animation Research Library, Walt Disney Archives, and the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Drawn to Life, written and directed by <laughs> Michelle Laprie with Faris Becker. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think you got it. <laughs> As director of creation is a live acrobatic journey telling the story of Julie, a determined girl. <laughs> I almost said de- <laughs> demented girl. <laughs> no, that's probably a different show. It's a live acrobatic journey telling the story of Julie, a determined girl who discovers an unexpected gift left by her Disney animated father, an unfinished animation. Mm. As she dives into the inner world of animation, guided by a surprising pencil. What? <laughs> it's uh, Clippy's brother. <laughs> it's just with raised eyebrows. <laughs> no, not a surprised pencil. Oh, sorry. sorry. He just pops out. But he's surprising. <laughs> yeah, he mean? pops out. Oh, <laughs> they're swinging on the trapeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> a surprising pencil. <laughs> well, I would be surprised if a pencil guided me anyway. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, Julie embarks on an inspiring quest filled with her childhood Disney memories. 
developed in partnership with Michael Young, Executive Theatrical Development, Walt Disney Imagineering, along with the Walt Disney Animation Studios. The story is driven by 10 unique acrobatic acts alongside animation from beloved Disney films. In addition, the show features all new animation created by Disney artists, led by animation director Eric Goldberg, best known for characters such as the genie and Disney animation classic Aladdin. Drawn to Life will perform Tuesday through Saturday at Disney Springs at Walt Disney World Resort beginning November 18th, 2021. And for more information on show tickets, dates, pricing, whatever, you can go to CircusSlay.com slash Drawn to Life. Yay, go to that address and get us some tickets. And then we'll go to Disney World whenever that is. It opens next week. Okay. And that is it for news. That was some surprising <laughs> news, Michael. Especially that, the pencil. Surprising pencil. See why people don't like certain Soleil? How do you sharpen a, like a pencil that's alive? That's not the Doesn't point. Hurt it. Ah, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, this week, let's run down Main Tweet USA as the Run Disney Springtime Surprise has been revealed like a week ago, but we didn't talk about it. Oh, did it? Yeah, it did. Uh, Ooh, I'm excited. I don't know what it is. So, Run Disney has announced the details for the 2022 edition of the Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend, Mm -hmm. a newly designed running event at Walt Disney World uh, that will change its theme each year, allegedly. I bet it will. It's supposed to. Yeah. So, we'll see. The inaugural four-day race weekend, set to debut March 31st through April 3rd, 2022, will bring back fan-favorite elements of Run Disney events from years past, including the Expedition Everest 5K, the Race for the Taste 10K, and the Tower of Terror 10-Miler, and blend them with new features of the world's most magical celebration for a unique and nostalgic race weekend. So, which is funny. What's it called? It's a springtime surprise. Oh. That's what they're calling it still. Hmm. Um, well, that doesn't seem like a theme. Well, the nostalgia theme, is the theme, I guess. I guess. Nostalgia is or the, the 50th. Yeah, I mean, so what's interesting is apparently they used to do a lot more interesting stuff right before any of us got interested in this, like oh, yeah. nighttime races and ten milers and you know yeah. that kind of stuff. So here's what here's what's going to happen: the Expedition Everest 5K. This race will once again feature a nighttime 5K combined with a scavenger hunt, but this time the hunt will be con- conducted during the 5K itself. I'm confused on that as well, but I'm totally interested in it. So I guess you, while you're 5Kng, you find you stuff find stuff on the route. I red suppose. October and such. So you won't get really good times. And get in the hunt for Red October. Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. The previous pun was better. I'm going to be yeah, honest. It was. Uh, so this is a 3.1 mile combination run and scavenger hunt through Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. And it has a 10 p.m. start time on March 31st. Interesting. Is, are you doing that one? Yeah, I plan on doing the the new whatever the, the challenge will be on this. So the race for the taste 10K will not be the next day. Um, it will be on Saturday, I guess. Well, what? I don't know how the dates work out, but they skip a day since it's a 10 p.m. start time. Yeah. They used to do three days in a row. So April 1st, no race. April Fool's, haha, you guys showed up. There's no race. What if they call everybody that morning? Oh, that would be funny. Like, April Fool's. Oh, my God. If they got everybody race. together and they did the national anthem and did, they did everything, <laughs> like, just April kidding. Fool. You can run back to your hotels. <laughs> and then they bring up those, um, you know, the floats for, uh, 
the cavalcade with the big present boxes mm-hmm. yeah. out of the top of those come out water cannons and like goofy and Donald are dispersed up, crowd up until that point. I would be so impressed <laughs> that I wouldn't even be mad that I got up early and did this whole yeah. thing. Like, good for you guys. I mean, just as long as I get a medal, it's fine. Ah, you got us. An April fool's medal. That would be great. So the 10 K, uh, will be the race for the taste 10K on April 2nd, and it will mirror the 10K from the past, but now the race will celebrate Remy's Ratatouille adventure at Epcot. So mm. it'll have a nice Remy medal. And then as opposed to um, a half marathon, on April 3rd, they're going to be doing the Tower of Terror 10-miler. And it'll still be a 10-mile race, but we'll be running in the morning instead of at night, which is what it had done in the past. So they're they're moving the night race to be the 5K slash sca- scavenger hunt. Um, Interesting. Because like, you would think the Animal Kingdom one you would want to do during the day and the Tower of Terror, like, yeah, nighttime's scary. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, But there's no play. Like, and a half is 13.1. Yep. So, quote, to mark the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort, we wanted to create a runner experience unlike any other, and this springtime surprise weekend concept is certainly unique and fun, said Farron Kelly, Disney Sports Vice President. This year's version of the race weekend brings together some of the fondest memories that runners have of our past run Disney races, along with new memories they are sure to create during this one-of-a-kind running experience. It's the ideal way for runners to be part of the world's most magical celebration. Another twist to the event will be a springtime surprise challenge where runners can test their endurance by participating in all three events, 19.3 total miles, which is usually what the challenge is for the half and the 10K alone, Uh, um, and earn a special challenge medal. There will also be a surprise sunrise, not surprise, sunrise yoga event in front of Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom to kick off the weekend, similar to the yoga event announced for the Disney Princess Half Marathon weekend in February of 2022. Registration for the Springtime Surprise Weekend begins on December 9th at RunDisney.com. Additional details will be announced in the coming weeks, as well as the theme for the 2023 Springtime Surprise Weekend. And this race weekend will also include a virtual race option. Is the yoga, is it paid? Is no, you have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to, like, you have to buy a ticket for it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. I would do that, maybe. I, you know, if I weren't planning on doing the whole thing. So there, there are a couple things here. I'm really excited about the nighttime 5k con scavenger hunt concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, you've never done a nighttime race. Have you? No, I haven't. I'm interested in that altogether. Yeah. Me too. Uh, and also this being a, just something different. I was skeptical of getting rid of the star Wars race weekend, which I still am for the record because yep. I love star Wars. Well, they have all that star Wars stuff too. I know. Right. Like get rid of one of these other weekends and yeah. do star Wars. They should do Star Wars wine instead of wine and dime. But anyway, I digress. Um, I'm also excited for the Tower of Terror 10 miler because as a very, very amateur get through races runner, mm-hmm. 10 miles is cool. Like, like the, those, those last 3.1 are the ones that are like, I'm so done. Yeah. Like up to 10, it's like, I'm, if I trained enough, I'm okay. I'm still feeling good instead of, Oh my god, it's hot. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm I'm over this. But up to that point, I like it. So I'm I'm excited about this. I like that they're trying some to do something different. The 10K is a little boring, but I mean, well, the race the the and the Remy's is new. So yeah, do a race for yeah. that. But yeah, whatever. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm more likely to do a nighttime race than a morning race. Oh, are you gonna sign up for it? No. But oh, you should. I, 
No, I, I did all the races. I'm good. But it's a nighttime scavenger hunt race. 5K. Through Animal Kingdom theme yeah, park. It's like a walk for you. Yeah. It will be a walk. Because if you're going to have to scavenger hunt, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... So I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm going to do the challenge. Um, Bring me the pelt of a lion. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I wonder what the the <laughs> items will be. I don't know. I think more I, intense than I, I think it's interesting. Um, I do know for wine and dine, so it's the first the the first race they've done since the pandemic, and they added more corrals. So I suspect that's going to continue that way. Yep. Um, to try to space it out a little bit more. Um, but we'll see. They should have a golden corral. Oh, where you can like fill up on your carbs. No, I'm, I'm good. Well, no, aren't you supposed to fill up? No, on your thank carbs? you. Yeasty rolls. I don't want to go to Golden Corral to carbo load. Thank you. My favorite hot car- take. We, you know, any of the the quote carbo loading we've done in the past, the best is when Jason made spaghetti one time at the rental house. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Darn right. That old family recipe. I tell you, you know, <laughs> tried and true. And that's it for Main Tweet USA. Thanks, Will. That was a great run down Main Tweet USA. Today's topic is 10 questions about Eternals. Not the Eternals. Not the Eternals. But I said it in my head. I did too. I I wrote the Eternals three times today and I'm I'm embarrassed that I got it wrong. Well, don't be embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed. All right. So, as is our custom, uh, we're going to talk about the latest MCU movie, The Eternals, or Eternals, um, uh, within the framework of 10 questions that I've written. Um, So, uh, spoiler alert for Eternals, obviously, and then, um, uh, I guess, Loki... Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. Mm. The entire MCU, most likely. Yeah, the entire MCU, most likely. Anything that's been on a screen, there there will be a there could be a spoiler for. Up through Eternals, but not including like Spider Man trailers or anything. Oh, yeah. I'm staying far away from that stuff. Far from home. Yeah. Thank All you. right. So the first question is one that, two. That is the name three. of the movie, isn't it? No way home. Dang it! We already saw Far from Home. Rats. Yeah. I thought I was being clever. I keep mixing them up too. I know. If Mad Magazine was still around, it would be called Spider-Man Fart from Home. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Question number one is a sort of rapid fire question. Which Eternal has the best power, in your opinion? Ajak. The healing? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Boring. Uh, I would like to be healed. Yeah, that's that says something about you, that you're a good person. Yeah. 
And I would heal other people, obviously. Freaking <laughs> laser beams out of that dude's eyes. Icarus, that's the best. But what can he do with that realistically? Yeah, I can yeah. laser beam the crap out of you. <laughs> the flying would be the better part of that. Well, yeah. laser beam, he's basically Superman. Yeah. He doesn't wear a cape, though. I know. He should <laughs> wear a cape. If I could fly, I would wear a cape. You want the good pictures. Well, you got sucked in the engine of airplanes. Not if you're invulnerable. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know if you're invulnerable. Is he invulnerable? <laughs> yeah. They're Eternals. See? See? There you They're go. all invulnerable, basically. Except hmm. they died in the movie. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> of deviant harpoon tentacles. He flew into the sun, so you could get sucked into an well, airplane yeah. engine and die. You know what? I'm not sure he really did. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We didn't see him die. Mm-hmm. I saw him fly directly into the sun. Well, <laughs> you didn't. No, yeah, mm. we saw. You uh, saw the Enterprise fly into the sun too at the end of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So that was a slingshot. Oh, that's You also uh-huh. saw Anakin Skywalker get drowned in lava and uh-huh. he didn't die. Uh huh. So spoilers for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Anakin's Vader. Ooh. <laughs> See, n- normally I would want a telepathy, telekinesis type of power, but Druig's power seems pretty invasive yeah <laughs> like uh-huh <laughs> his is too much i have a second place power and it, no it's not the healing one either <laughs> Thena. oh yeah because of how cool visually it looks yeah Thena's the weapons cool. yeah she has she has very much a uh the vibe of um what's her name athena no wonder woman no okay <laughs> i don't know what you're doing with your hands. <laughs> from thor ragnarok <laughs> Hella? Oh. Hella. Hella. <laughs> that was when she put on her helmet. Yeah. No. Um, Nobody can see you just you gesticulating Elsa, wildly here. Changing into her new dress. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. I just like no, the way was... it looked. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Can she make like whatever weapon she wants? I don't know. That's what I, Yeah, I mean, maybe. She kept making like the same stuff, but I wasn't sure if she could just make anything. I think she's just Well, it's boring. like, you know, you, you, uh, <laughs> she knows how to do what she knows how to do. Yeah. When you, when you got a good character in Mario Kart, you keep that character. Yeah. Yoshi. Yeah. Yeah. Thena. I'll go with Thena. Yep. All right. Uh, which Eternal has the worst power? Druig. I'm sorry. I, oh, I don't know about the worst. Uh, still the power I like the least. because he. No, just, it's the worst. Not the one you like. Oh, the then I don't know. It would be Druig. Or, yeah, I guess. That's the worst. That you like the least. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. I don't know. There's some consent problems with Druig. Exactly. Because yeah. it'd be hard not to do it too if you had that. Yeah. Power. yeah. You know, like this is my power. I got to use it or not. Like, I guess not. I'll just yeah. sit here. Sprites isn't that great either. Because it's not. She can turn invisible, but nothing's tangible. Yeah, but no, she you, can turn like she can cloud herself and others in a cloak of invisibility. That's pretty cool. Druig can do that. Yeah. By warping your mind, yeah. you not <laughs> see it. Yeah. <laughs> his apparently is, in the comics is problematic i'll yeah. just tell you that right now. apparently in the comics he's like a dictator yeah type of thing because you would be but not in the he movie. started going that way in the movie too and then like ah, ah just mind. that one little town <laughs> mm, see I, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that later may have been a whole race, issue with that. sure all right uh which eternal was your favorite druid was my favorite oh i liked him I liked him because he, we'll talk about moral quandaries later, but I, I like that he didn't buy it. I like the engineer guy. I don't remember Fastos. his Fastos. Fastos. He was cool. Yeah. He was the one I really cared about, huh. actually, because he had a family and I liked his power. Like he, he was, he was funny. He had a cool power. I don't know what it really does, but it's cool looking too. He's like the engineer. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. You got to have Scotty. You know what I mean? But yeah. He had like cool, like, like he did like cool things with his hands to yeah. make stuff and he mm-hmm. could like 
explode things out to yeah. the inside. He was my favorite. Yeah, he might be my favorite. That or um, Cersei. I'm a big fan of Cersei. Yeah, Cersei was Cersei was very good. Can um, we have Game of Thrones spoilers too? Because that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we keep saying Cersei. It's uh, true. <laughs> but I think what's her name? Gemma Chan. Yeah, I think or Gemma Chan. I don't know. Yeah, I think she uh, elevates Cersei. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good mar- marriage of the character and the actor. I agree. Okay. I agree. That's my f- <laughs> <laughs> nothing. All right. Uh, who is your least favorite? Druig. I think so. I think I think Druig. Honestly, yeah, because it's just so problematic. Um, and I didn't like his face turn after he was kind of a mini dictator there. Like I didn't like. Ah, no, I'm cool again. He wasn't a dictator. No. He had taken over that entire town, and he was, didn't take over the town. No. I don't believe that. I think he was telling them what he to got do them all the away time. from fight uh, from fighting. Yeah, okay. and, like set up a commune. Yeah, he wasn't controlling them except for when he was. Except when the one time we saw him, he was controlling them. <laughs> well, he controlled them. You don't to get think them he was doing stop. it every once in a while? Just for <laughs> oh fun? yeah, he definitely was. See, but. I don't like him. Bad guy. He's a bad guy. Nah, he's bad. Not a bad guy, but you know, I think my least favorite was Icarus. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I, he was the one that was the most, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think he, he wasn't my least favorite. Yeah. I, I could see his point. Um, yeah. and, and well, we'll talk about that. I didn't agree with it, but I could see his point. Yep. Yeah. Who's I think, your least favorite. I think Druig also. Yeah. Um, half of it was because you didn't really get a good sense of him until the end. Yeah. Versus like a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Other characters. Yeah. I just thought he was really cool. I, I liked him at the end. I liked him except for the problematic nature of his power. <laughs> yeah. like, like I liked him at the end. Yeah. For sure. Like when he hit Sprite with a rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. And which eternal do you identify with the most? I would go with Cersei. She's very empathetic, wants to do the right thing generally. I like that a lot. Yeah, I would go with either Cersei or Fastos. Yeah, Fastos too. I get, you know, I don't know uh, which. What was the? How did you word it again? Do I? Uh, Do you identify with? Identify the most? with. I don't. I appreciate that sometimes you have to make the hard decision, even if it's very unpopular, and you have to kill somebody <laughs> of Icarus. I was going to say, you probably identify with Icarus. But they're not real people anyway, so whatever. They're not people at all. Exactly. They're turtles. Mm. They're fancy robots. They are fa- they're fancy robots. <laughs> That's all they are. They're really nice robots. That was the best part. So you're telling me I'm a fancy robot? Yeah. I mean, I, you know. They're not the best part. That was a funny, funny That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two. How did you feel about the explanation slash reasoning behind the Eternals not being involved in Infinity War? The Infinity War. <laughs> I was fine with it. That was the reason. Yeah, I yeah, I thought it was their good. God gave them <laughs> like a Yeah, I, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like that it was in the trailer, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt like that was only there because the internet complained after exactly. the teaser. Exactly, yeah. I, I would have rather not known... Um, yeah, but the, the, they also expanded on it like a couple of times. So it was like Mm -hmm. that one that was like, they told us not to. And then I think there was another reason. And then the final reason was they told you not to, because 
They need them to develop. They need them to go to war so See, they that, develop technology. And that is medicine. the best thing, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But the rest of it just seems a little obnoxious. Except they told us not to. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But the oh, we're the the trailer reasoning was a little obnoxious. Yeah. Like um, we're just this is too infinity. Get out of here with this garbage. It's uh, it's like very put, prime directivey. Yeah, which is a little obnoxious at times. Yeah. Starfleet's kind of jerks most of the time. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, individually, good people. In theory, it's good. The Federation? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, uh, or um, Kit Harrington, I think, said, uh, somebody asked him about it, like, why weren't they there? And he was like, listen, man, you're going to have to just suspend your disbelief. If you want new things to come into exactly. the MCU, that's be- they weren't in the Infinity War because they hadn't been in the MCU yet. Yeah. I I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. Because it's like, Michael and I were talking about this the other night. It was like, I was worried the same way after the Avengers. Like, how are we going to have just a regular Iron Man movie again yeah. after they're all, but they write their way around it and it's fine. Like, yeah. and after Endgame, that's a tall task. That's a really tall task. Yeah. I mean, that was a heck of an ending to a story, but the stories must go on. Yeah. So. I get it. I was I was okay with it, especially that last part where humans needed. Uh, you have to do this yeah. stuff. Like that's how it goes. Also, isn't that how it is in the comics? They're not supposed to interfere. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, unclear. I don't remember actually. Yeah, I'd be curious if that if that was invented. No, because I think they one of them. I think Icarus or somebody was like in Infinity War, like uh, on the team of the good guys. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. Um. But I think for the like you, you know, newer heroes can just have their origin story after Infinity War, right? But like Shang Chi, yeah, these people supposedly have been around for seven thousand years. These fancy robots have been around for seven thousand years. Yeah, all right. No, they've been around longer. That's how long they are. That's how long they were on Earth. Yeah, millions of years. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of moral quandaries in Eternals. Which one stood out to you? As interesting thought experiments. I mean, honestly, the main one. Yeah, Icarus. Like, yeah, there. I felt like all the characters were right, even though they were had opposing viewpoints. Like, yeah, like, do you save everyone on the planet and sacrifice countless other planets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did keep saying, "Do you do you sacrifice this planet, or do you sacrifice?" Untold billions of people. Well, there are billions of people on this planet. Exactly. And <laughs> just seven. more billions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they should have at least said like trillions. Yeah. Trillions and like yeah. civiliz- other civilizations. Yeah. Like, but how many is too I What's it worth? Like, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, it's how many is enough to make it worth this sacrifice? Yeah. You know, yeah. the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. But does, have, does a boot? That's have not a, what I was taught in Star Trek Two, Michael. Excuse me, Star Trek Three. Yeah, apologies. That's what you were taught in. Star yeah, Trek well, II. he was wrong. Star Trek Three is where it's. At. That's why I was saying it was like a good, like it was all both sides of that viewpoint. You could see where they were coming from, absolutely. But then you also have to add the fact that their creator, like they were programmed to believe that the earth needed to be sacrificed like that yeah. was part of what their like commandment was and so they're also going against their god which i'm fine with th- i'm fine with earth being sacrificed to 
so, so if Earth is an egg sack, essentially, right? <laughs> and there happens to be people living on this egg sack. It's still an egg sack. How do you spell a sack? <laughs> is it S A C? I don't know. Or S A C K? I think C K, but yeah, I think C K. C K. Anyway, so if that's the case and the egg hatches and everything that is feeding off of this egg sack dies Stop because, saying of egg sack, please. <laughs> because of it, then that's fine. Right? Like that's sort of a circle of life type of thing. The problem is it's uh it's Snape's problem. Spoilers for Harry Potter. It's Snape's problem <laughs> with, uh, with Dumbledore's plan to just raise Harry to die. Yeah. So a lamb the to problem, yeah. I think the moral problem with this is not the fact that Earth will be destroyed. It's the fact that they encourage life, help it develop so that the celestial can feed off of it. Right. So And then destroy. It. Like yeah. it's. But then it'll just happen again to like. Right. Yeah. That's the part I, it was hard for me. Like when you really think about it, like, it's like, Hmm, I don't like that. Like it's, I don't know. What's the, what's the, what's the big God's name again? Arishem. Okay. Um, he's like the main, is he the main celestial? Yeah. Yeah. The Um, prime celestial. celestial According to the scroll at the beginning. Um, (laughs) Again, sorry. (laughs) What's Kamel Nanjiani's name? Kinga. 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 He was the only one I got mad at in the entire movie because he didn't take a stand either way. Yeah, he did. No, he did. No, he just, you either fight to preserve, to not, not let these people like destroy your plan that you're a part of, or you get on board with them. And, or he just, as opposed to, nah, I'll just see what happens at the end of the fight. No, he wanted the emergence to happen, but he wasn't willing to kill his friends to do it. Yeah, but he, see, then he's not really that. No, he didn't really care that much then, did he? Because of his main programming, he's just kind of going against. He's like, ah, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to do what I was programmed to do, but not for a moral thing, but just like, well, it's moral. He didn't want to kill his friends, his other like fancy robot friends. <laughs> this is why he was the main person I had a problem with in this movie. Because he's, like, I'm like, what is that? Where did you go? I kept expecting him to come in at the end, yeah, and and do, a, do an MCU type, you know, save somebody from something, and he <sighs> never did, and it made me mad. So I'm now no longer a fan of any of his work ever. <laughs> I like Kinga that- or Camille Nanji. I said what I said. <laughs> You're not gonna watch his movies, the Kingo. <laughs> if, if there's a Kingo standalone movie, I will not be watching it. <laughs> what if he makes those movies that he was making? I will absolutely 100. There watch you go. Those. There's your Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> I, that that actually is absolutely. a good idea. Honestly, the uh, Bond ones. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I really, I, I really do. <laughs> I I did a I did appreciate the moral quandary of Icarus a whole lot. Yeah, honestly, um, yeah, the, and and Ajax as well. Yeah, like another one I liked was um, the the uh, the Druid one, where he was like, you know, oh, there's the when the I guess the conquistadors were coming in. Yeah, Ajax was like, ah, it's you know, it's war, or whatever. And he was like, no, that's genocide. Like yeah. that's yeah. And I can stop this. Like, I can absolutely 100% stop this. Um, Like, I think that that is interesting as well. That's the the Superman dilemma. If you have the power to do it, then... There's a lot of Star Trek in this movie. (laughs) Just a lot. Because the Celestials are essentially V'ger. I guess so. 
like Ajax is essentially V'ger going beyond her original programming. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Star Trek going on. That's all I'm saying. I don't have right. anything beyond that. <laughs> Are you team Icarus or team Cersei? Who was right? Cersei. Thanos did nothing wrong. Oh, Thanos did nothing. <laughs> Thanos did a lot wrong. Like, they're... So allow the emergence or stop the emergence? Well, as a human, I would stop the emergence. I am biased. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stop the emergence. I could see where they're coming from, but yeah. I I would side with Cersei because Earth is my planet. But if you were an eternal. If I were an eternal? Yeah. Sorry, pal. This is the job. You're going with Icarus? Icarus. This is our job. Follow We've with- been here 7,000 years. Let's see the mission through. Yeah. Yeah. If I had been there 7,000 years, like that's the part that's really hard to comprehend is like, being around, you know, falling in love with like a planet and people like over that yeah. length of time, like that's different than just saying, "Oh, I like Earth because I'm a human." Yeah, like I'm never going to be here for seven thousand years. You don't know that. Well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. We could load you into the internet. <laughs> yeah, I might. I'm. I might be on Team Icarus, I guess. I see us because point. like we're like, well, not even that, like just he was the only one that was true to himself the entire time. Yeah. And is it right to, to, you know, grab it another instant in eternity to, and that would stop billions of other worlds from being created well the problem is who who is Arishem to decide that either for these trillions of people yeah you know well that's the yeah it's the problem with the raising them for slaughter and not just yeah not just seeding a planet with your and any planet that created you know star wars (laughs) you know shouldn't have to be destroyed (laughs) i'm just saying or, or Walt Disney World. Or if it does have to be destroyed, it should be by a Death Star. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. There's a people mover. Oh, they're all right. Yeah. I would be that. Team Icarus as a human if it was fast. Like if we weren't suffering in a nuclear win, if the world just exploded. My problem with Icarus. On a Tuesday. <laughs> even though I understood like his point of view, is he didn't have to kill people. He didn't have to kill yeah. Ajax. He yeah. didn't. Like yeah. He was way stronger than Ajax. That was, uh, I, yeah. He yeah. didn't need to do that. Yeah. And the way he did it, like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Seeing Selma High get like ripped up by a deviant animals, like I don't know, she seems too classy for that. So like it just disturbed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, he went a little far. Yeah, after pushing her off the cliff. Oh, yeah. like, I see <laughs> his point, but he went a little far. Kingo, he didn't have to go full heel. Yeah, see, Kingo <laughs> was good. He was like, I'm not gonna help you stop this, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna push you into a pit of deviants <laughs> right. or. Or uh, stab you in the back, Sprite. In, uh, in yeah. Sprite's the worst. Yeah, of what? All of them. Oh, okay. Sprite's my least favorite. Okay. I don't remember what I said before, but it's Sprite. okay. Fair I think enough. he said Icarus. Oh yeah, but Icarus is definitely worse than Sprite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sprite knew that um, Cersei wasn't going to die from her stab wound. That's true. They're both not great. <laughs> they have problems. Yeah. <laughs> They're a complicated family that have lived 7,000 years They're, together. <laughs> like the Roy's in succession. Yes. No, They're no. Exactly like they that. have redeeming, some of them have redeeming qualities. No, Shiv is Cersei. No, <laughs> no, no. All right. Uh, 
Question five. The Eternals was inclusive AF in many, many, many ways. Uh, were you even surprised by any of the representation in the movie? And was there anything that stuck out that you'd like to talk about? So I had no idea that uh, Makari was uh, a deaf woman. Oh, yeah. No idea. In the yeah. comics, she's a white man. <laughs> in the in the are they all white men in the comics? A lot of them are white men. <laughs> that was one. Yeah. In yeah. the uh, movie, there were, yeah. it was a a black deaf woman. She was the one I kept forgetting existed. Yeah, just to to sidebar that. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. She was cool though. She, she was cool. Like I liked their take on her powers, and she took on Icarus and like yeah. succeeded. Like that was awesome. Yeah. And she had a very cute relationship with Druig. Yeah. She was just cute all around. Like, I yeah. really liked her. Uh, standalone movie. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, I want a standalone of Gilgamesh and Athena oh, just yeah, hanging out. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I feel do. like I would hit it'll be that. Like a, he could, I, it'll again. be like a cooking show. Like, yeah. he's just baking all the time. <laughs> but that was another, so that was another surprise bit of um, representation, mental health. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, she was. Although she wasn't crazy. Having a breakdown. Yeah. Literally, because she's a fancy robot. I mean, it was like a <laughs> fatal error. Yeah. <laughs> Cascading of some sort. A blue screen of death. Yeah. <laughs> a little 404 every once in a while. Yeah. I just give her a restart and she's fine for a while. Yeah, I have to say that I was impressed with the representation, but I have to say I wish I hadn't noticed the representation. Like, I wish it was so normalized that... Oh, yeah. But, like, I was impressed, but I also knew ahead of time and I was glad it was the way it was, but... I, I wish we were at a point where that wasn't a big deal. Yep. But I can appreciate that we're not there yet and that this was a big deal. Yep. Yeah. I liked, um, like, uh, you know, it would be weird if we didn't talk about Fastos. Um, yeah. Uh, I liked... I, and why I is really, he not the fast one? I'm sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> really like after? having a, uh, <laughs> a gay superhero in the MCU <laughs> yeah. and not like a... In like a... They may, they kissed on screen like that's yeah they just kissed they're full on gay yeah like it's not like a um what's that guy's name from oh my George the K Sulu Sulu's not gay though huh Sulu's not gay yeah yes the character in the movies in the, yeah. Oh, well, in the old one. Exactly. Movie. That's what. Yeah. Star Trek Beyond. Uh, forget, yeah. oh, God dang it. I forget that movie exists all the time. Yeah. Totally forgot that. Yeah, what so, is wrong with me with that movie? <laughs> I'm I'm really honestly worried about myself. It's a good movie. It is good. Mm -hmm. I I totally forgot that. But Fastos. Yeah. Uh, um so I like that. I like having a, I, a gay He was my superhero. favorite character in the movie and those were my favorite scenes because of how normal that was and I I Yep. It was the only one I could get behind like really and really really cared about. Yeah. Um. And I loved how normal that was. It was just a family. There wasn't. It was just a family. Yeah. That was. That. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that didn't strike me as true was when he was in there helping his son brush his teeth. Like, your son's old enough. You're not. You're not. You're not doing airplane. <laughs> Maybe with him. the child had had some problems and they had just been to the dentist. Maybe. And, and like, I'm gonna need to go in there and make sure that he's not just running the water. Maybe. That's true. You know. I'm just saying. That's that's also good parenting. Yeah. I'm just assuming there was a dental visit. <laughs> there was a note. It's your head cannon. Uh, yep. Uh, another thing that I noticed that I I thought was cool is they all most had different accents. Yeah. Like representing different parts of the world. So like they could have oh, been yeah. like 
that's how the Irish accent came about because they heard Druid mm-hmm. talking or whatever. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that peppered through the movie where you either found out or you could infer that things from our history or things from um, literature or art came from yeah. their influences, whether it was direct or not. Yeah. I was about to spoil something. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and not spoil it at the end of a different TV show. Oh, okay. <laughs> just one more thing. I'm just not gonna do it. They're dead the whole time. <laughs> well, they were. They were in purgatory. All right. Actually, uh, question six: The scale of Eternals was super grand and included a ton of new world building. What did you think about this major expansion to the lore of the MCU? Uh, and also, if an emergence led to a Kang, would the TVA be able to stop it? And what do you think happened to the Timut in the What If Earth, where Ultron killed everyone? What's a Timut? The, the celestial one. That's the, ocean, the celestial the one, one that was waking in up. In the egg sack. Got it. Stop the saying egg sack. sack. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to go over those individually. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of individually. Is that the six-part question that you're talking about? No, the first one was the six-part oh, This is only four? <laughs> yep. So what did you think about the expansion? And uh, how, how do you think it'll collide with other Oh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I guess it depends on how well Eternals does, honestly, if they want to like really make this a big part of the phase four. Yeah. I mean, you know, as always, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, you know, kind of. Oh, we really like this more. Let's let's focus more on this. Yeah, uh, I like the Eternals and the expansion and everything on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really neat. I just didn't care that much about a lot of the big picture stuff, and I cared more about the little stuff and the inner character moments more than anything else in this movie. I appreciate what they were trying to do, but it just didn't click with me to care that much. I I, I yeah. like it. I just didn't feel it. Yeah. I am a huge fan of world building more like, and sometimes more than story and plot. Um, I like the, to get the rules and the background and the history and, um, and all that kind of stuff. And I love an info dump. I love a, a, now we're going to explain what's happening. Like I loved in um, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald or whatever. <laughs> that the last thirty minutes was just people doing monologues about yeah. what, who they were and what their motivation was and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I really loved that part of it. That it was like a whole new corner of the MCU that we can explore. But I also am. You know, one of the other questions is about the reviews and, and all that. I also fully understand why people wouldn't like this movie. I happen to love it, but um, I, I can fully understand, like, if you, you want more of a story or more of a sort of straightforward plot type of thing, that this has a lot of extra for you. <laughs> a lot of characters. Yeah. I don't mind the number of characters. I, when you were talking about uh, your reasoning there, all I kept thinking was, uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones novels, how George Martin would describe for two pages what people were wearing and eating before we get to, why the hell are we here? <laughs> um, we like different kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Like, 
I got a little bored by some of the explanations. Like, okay, I get it. Let's go. Stop looking at the horizon. Let's go. Let's let's get down to some fighting or something. You yeah. know, that's why I didn't love Cersei that much. She did a lot of looking at the horizon and thinking about things in my head. Did she? I don't know, but in my head, is the entire time all she was doing was this. <laughs> Will is looking off at the horizon <laughs> and thinking about her decision of what their, you know, their mission is. You know, hmm. whereas Icarus, mm, not mission. <laughs> he was pretty pensive and remorseful throughout the entire movie. He was. was like, say he was the one that like was staring we, off. The, the yeah, he, he did a lot of that too. <laughs> we saw it again, knowing what we know now, and like you could, he did seem like something was on his mind. Always that he had killed. I think Ajax. he's a good actor too. By the way, yeah. I think it's a real shame. Yeah, I like that his accent. He didn't last that long in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, and it really is. Honestly, I could see him as being like he could have played Jon Snow. Like it was cool seeing him and Kit Harrington. It was. Did you get a little like? Oh, this uh, is no. It was also fun seeing Kit Harrington seem to be having a good time. Yeah, my goodness, <laughs> and not wasn't mopey? it just yeah. nice? It was he, lovely. He just and even when he got the explanation at the end, he's like, "Oh, that's crazy." Yeah. <laughs> he got, I love at the end. He was like. He goes up, Cersei is, um, you know, they're in the park or whatever. And he's like, let me tell you about my family. <laughs> yeah. I have a secret And Eris was like, girl, you got to wait for your own movie. We're, <laughs> we're, at, we're three out pushing three hours it's here. True. We got to move on. Whereas like, nobody got time for your family. Cause like he was the one of the characters I really liked because he was like, you got to have a straight man. He was human. There was no straight man in this whole thing either, by the way, that that's like, well, that's, that's not how it sounds. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Offended. Yeah. But I was like, can we, I, I felt like in a normal MCU movie, he would have tagged along the whole time instead of, um, Oh, I can't remember that guy's name. Who was like filming? But that was the valet. Yeah, yeah, the valet. He was that, funny. Yeah. I felt like maybe we should have had Kit in there, but seeing who he actually is and what he's going to do, I understand yeah. now. But you know, um, I was going to say my answer to that question is the opposite of Will's in a way. On paper, this would have sounded ridiculous to me, and something that I didn't really need in the MCU is mm-hmm. like <laughs> like giant gods, like yeah. seeding planet. Like it just like exacts. Yeah, exact. But seeing like the movie, like I was kind of, I mean, I was looking forward to it from the previews, but like I was also pleasantly surprised how much I cared, like as to what was going on and like all the characters. Yep. Um, so like it spoke to me in that way, and then I was just fascinated by the world building because I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, and especially when it tied into a moral dilemma, because it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah, um, like it, it didn't seem like random. Yeah stuff they just threw at the wall like it seemed like oh the, it just seemed interesting to me and so like it kind of caught me off guard in that in that way and i really liked it yeah with all the stuff that they're doing it does a little bit seem like they're throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what'll stick like mm-hmm. you know you got your space stuff going on you got your magic stuff going on you got your multiverse going on yeah. you got your time stuff going on like it's hard enough to wrap your mind around kang and everything that's going on there yeah. and now we got this too like God, all right yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna start writing stuff down like you know when you were saying like you know like i said about writing it down on paper but again like uh, like if you write down Guardians of the Galaxy, the plot of that, yeah. it's also insane. But they pulled that off yeah. too. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah. Originally, I was like really fearful about the MCU going into space at all. Like before Guardians, I was like, um, it doesn't seem like it just seemed like a weird decision. But obviously, it worked out. And like, 
Um, this seems like an extension of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's kind of tied to like there's, there's a less, sl- less soundtrack. Less soundtrack. There's a celestial in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. Or at least the head of a the celestial. Head of a celestial. <laughs> yeah. Was that the celestial's name? Nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. All right. We had some MCU cameos slash crossovers in this movie, including Jon Snow as the Black Knight, Harry Styles as Thanos' brother, who everyone on the internet definitely knew about <laughs> way before he showed up in the MCU, Patton Oswald as a not fully rendered pip, <laughs> and an off-camera cameo by Mahershala Ali's Blade. Yeah. Are you especially excited about seeing any of these new characters or just baseline regular Marvel looking forward to cool stuff? excited um i don't care at all about harry styles as thanos's brother like yeah I like like at all i don't need that, anything else with thanos. yep like there's nothing about I, feel, it. I feel like we've we're done with thanos again yeah. like it's just and i'm his brother okay great like, like i don't know if i liked harry styles i might change my mind but i i to be fair i don't dislike harry styles i have no opinion I have yeah no i'm styles. indifferent to harry styles as but well. It's like, you know, I'm really happy for Patton Oswalt. I, you know, I, I'm just unhappy about how that looked. Honestly. But Michael reminded like me about the original Thanos CGI was terrible. I feel it like wasn't it wasn't as bad as this, though, because this was in daylight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought and you barely saw Thanos. I was just say, like, it seems like they don't need to spend a lot of money on the end credit CGI. I agree. <laughs> I just, you know, when 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 CGI looks bad now. It's it looks so bad. Even if it's not that bad, yeah. it just sorely sticks out. Like Bruce Banner in the, oh, the you seat. guys are so screwed now. That looks so bad in yeah, Infinity yeah. War, and it just takes you out of it for a second. Yeah. And that bothers yeah. me because we, we should be better than that now. Yeah. Um. If like you know TV can do it, I don't know. Um. But I'm really I'm really really interested in um, whatever that guy's name is. Pip. Nope. Jon Snow. Oh, Dane Whitman. Black Knight. Yeah. And Blade. Blade's cool. Mahershal, I'll, I'll watch anything Mahershal is in, actually. Yeah. I'm excited for Blade. I'm less excited for Black Knight. I'm sure it'll be good, but... I read I've... the description of that on the way home in the car, um, and I fully believe they're going to make a lot of changes um, for that to make it more interesting. I don't know. We'll see. I, I He's not going to have the, the helmet on, <laughs> I don't think. Oh, coat. he'll have a helmet on it, but point. but it won't look like he's from the Renaissance Fair. I don't <laughs> Maybe because I bet I bet in the comics one of his villains is Morgan uh, Le Fay, and uh, the and they go there's like a Camelot realm, Excalibur's there a lot. Yeah, but it'll look cooler than that. Yeah, I'm excited for all of it. I'm I could have had another a sequel to this like right away so like yeah i'm curious i'm interested in the arrow stuff just because it's tied to the eternal he's an eternal and he has like a he has one of those spheres which means he's he's in contact he knows what's going on yeah he can talk to a celestial um specifically arisham from a deleted scene um but also the black knight blade stuff is interesting to me because i don't know anything about i i saw the other blade movies but like yeah, I had no idea he was part of the Marvel <laughs> universe and, until they announced his movie. Yeah, me neither. Um, I so, guess. And what was the other one? What was the third thing? Mm, Jon Snow, Black uh, Knight. Oh yeah, I, I assume that those two will be, characters will be tied together. Like, 
I assume he'll show up in the Blade Like in movie. a buddy cop movie? And they got yeah. 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 One time I don't have my sword. <laughs> it's rush hour, but with Blade and John Snow. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. And fine. Second to finally, when do you think we'll see the Eternals again? Will it be in someone else's movie or Eternals 2? They did say the Eternals will return at the end. Yeah. They'll definitely return. I'm, I think I'm most excited about seeing them in their own movie to see what's going on with Ersham and uh, yeah, the took, judgment. He took them into a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't have taken Kingo. He shouldn't have. Because Kingo was like... Actually, he should. Take- he should have taken all of them. He left the ones on the domo. Why didn't he take them? What's a domo? The shit. He may right. not know where they are. <laughs> oh, that's true. He doesn't strike How- me as omniscient. <laughs> really? Or omnipotent. Yeah. But he's just, he's just up there. Can't he, he just see? Yeah, I guess he didn't know what Cersei was doing until... After it happened. Yeah. What does God need with a starship? <laughs> I didn't like the starship. I, the demo. The big pizza. Big wedge. Oh, yeah. No, I, I thought that was terrible. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's supposed to look, you know, ancient and, you know, like, a, you know, whatever. Like, built by gods or something. Yeah. It was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, that looked cool because it was so different than what you normally see with, like, a spaceship. Nowadays, spaceships look like bugs. Like, they're all, like... There's yeah, tentacles yeah. and stuff. And but stuff. if they have cool colors on them. <laughs> I don't a, I don't like the Lego set of the demo. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks, looks too squished. basic. <laughs> uh, well, oh, I... I think it'll be a stretch if they try to put them in anything else with anybody else until they have their sequel to resolve what's going on with them right yeah. now. They might could show up in Guardians. Are there any... Uh, or... Uh, Captain Marvel, like any of the space ones, yeah, those three yeah. space ones could show up. But I feel like both. I feel like Guardians has been. I feel like they're going to do their own thing, maybe with Thor. I guess yeah. we could um, also just ask, and James Gunn will tell us. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. It's Mo- possible they could be somehow involved in Thor: Love and Thunder because good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently that that's space. The stuff. bad guy in that movie was he has the sword that chopped off nowhere's head. So there's some tie to it. Who, uh, who mentioned mm-hmm. Thor knowing him in this movie? Uh, Kinga. Kinga. He was, I think it was Kinga. He played yeah. with Thor and Loki or yeah. something as yeah. kids. Yeah. Thor <laughs> used to follow me around and now I won't return my calls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Thor shows up for the end of movies, but whatever. <laughs> All right. And finally, best thing ever or garbage. All right. <laughs> so I liked it. I'm going to need you to give it another chance. A chance? Another chance. Right now it's garbage, but I didn't hate it at all. I was just, I thought it was kind of, it had, it was funny. I really thought Jason would agree with me because this thing has the (laughs) definition of pacing problems at times because I had issues with all the flashbacks. Um, I love the flashbacks. Yeah, I love the more flashbacks. Yeah, I you wanted more flashbacks? Yeah, I want to see different time periods. Like that's fine for a different movie. I got let's move on with the story we got going on now. Um this movie was too long by about 30 minutes probably. Um and th- I think that's my it was a little bloated. I think that's my main issue with it. The story's big and I understand that. But for those reasons it had pacing problems, it's garbage. But I liked it. I'll see it again. Yeah, yeah. I hope I'll see it again. Will had also been flying that day and went to a late movie. My arms were so tired. I wasn't as... I enjoyed it more than the guy at the end of the row who was full-on snoring. I mean, loud enough that we all turned to look. Dude, 
Like, just go home. <laughs> like, when, you know, when there's an action, it was the beginning of the movie, about 20, 30 minutes in, there's some action going on. And then one of those times, Cersei's looking off intensively, <laughs> or Icarus is. Just, I mean, sawing logs, man. <laughs> just <laughs> loud. Michael? Um, it's the best thing ever for me. Um, we saw it a second time. Yeah. And I was a little worried that I was so excited after the first time that it was I was going to be like, oh, uh, like, I was caught up in my own excitement. It's not as good as I thought it was, but I actually enjoyed it more the second time because there's a lot of stuff. Once you know like what's going on and who these people are, like it's it's such a dense movie yep. that it was rewarding to see it a second time and kind of see like the foreshadowing and see like you know people's motivations were a little more clear um, when you kind of knew where they were going to end up. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I didn't have an issue with the the pace of the movie or the length. Um, but I generally don't have issues with long movies. Like I generally don't good. either. Um, when something's going on, <laughs> there was all kinds of stuff going on. Worlds being just, created, yeah, I, world forged. I had a good pun after Michael said it was dense. It's how I feel about flourless chocolate cake. <laughs> it tastes good, but you know what would be better? Put some flour in it, and then it'd be a lot. Yeah, better. I don't like a little sweets. air. A little air in this movie would have really helped <laughs> out. I'm just saying, get a little lighter in here. Uh, best thing ever for me as well. I was a little concerned that I would be bored with it the second viewing, but I thought the pacing was better the second viewing. Yeah. So, um, so it was good. I would, I would suggest, will you give it another shot? I'll probably wait till it comes out on Disney plus, which is probably not that far away. Apparently if rumors are to, to be believed. Yeah. Shang Chi was like three months to the day, but Eternals might be quicker. Yeah. Like there's rumors that it might come before Christmas. Yeah. That's the, that's the rumor. Yeah. So it's not a rumor. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eternals. There we go. There's your review. If you liked it or disliked it, why don't you write into info at tfppodcast.com? Or you can tell us what you thought about it over on Instagram or Reddit at slash tfppodcast or on Twitter at tfp underscore podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Do it for the holiday season. Tell us how thankful you are at this time of year. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Uh, we have some pretty awesome t-shirts over at shop.tfppodcast.com. And we have some exclusive Patreon-only content that's available to you if you support the show on patreon.com slash tfppodcast. Uh, also, there will be no show next week, correct? No, there will be. Never mind. Just kidding. There won't be one in two weeks due to Thanksgiving. Yep. Right. The week after Thanksgiving, there won't be a show because we won't record one the week of Thanksgiving. There you go. Scheduled. That's <laughs> yes. all I got now. Anything else? Nope. No? Cool. Thanks for listening. We'll see you real soon. Arishem would have been mad if you pronounced it The Eternals. I don't know. He seems to be worried about bigger things. <laughs> he should. He's giant. Yeah. If you can dream it, you can do it. That's a direct quote from Walt Disney. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> I'm not interested in a certain so late. I'm not judging anybody that is. Y'all can go. And I'm like, the best show I ever saw there was The Wheel of Fortune. He's like, oh my God, it was great. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and then we talked about that for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm not interested in Cirque du Soleil. I have a friend who's really into it. That's fine. I've tried many times. Twice. Twice. 
And that's well, that's enough. Although I would try, and we did talk again. We could get back to the show, but I was like, I'd try the Michael Jackson or the Beatles one just for the music. I, I thought like, we did the Beatles one. I didn't. I didn't. I've only gone to or o no. We were and, in the casino that had the yeah, Beatles. Yeah, I only did O and the one at Disney last time. The um, La Nuba. Nuba. Yeah, because you paid for them. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're beating Stetson by 17 at the half, Michael. How do you like them hats? Hat off to us. Basketball? Yeah, we're playing Stetson tonight. Good job. Good job, Jackets. I don't really care. Like if Stetson wins or not. (laughs) That good job, Jackets, was disingenuous. (laughs) It's fine. Disingenuous!